Growing up as a child of the 80s and 90s, I always got excited about new technology and new toys. The holiday season was always that time of year where you would know that there was a new product that people would be fighting over, maybe even quite literally. As I've gotten older and having my own children, I've wondered, where are those products? Have we lost our imagination? Where is technology that inspires? Where are the things that we can get excited about for our children as well as for ourselves? For a long period of time, one of the events that I look forward to every single year is the Consumer Technology Association's CES. It's where all the global business partners get together in Vegas right now, starting on January 9th yesterday, talking about what they have coming up. The reason why I'm covering this on today's show is because there were some very interesting announcements at the very first day, Tuesday, January 9th. So sit back, grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever it is that you're into. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden. Let's get emboldened. America Emboldened. Greg, I feel emboldened. You don't know the founding fathers. You don't know what they did. You don't know what they sacrificed. We have lost touch with the principles in the Constitution. Nobody's read the Declaration of Independence. You are voting for socialism, and you got what you voted for. Welcome, bold Americans of the world. I'm Greg Bolden, your host here on America Emboldened. As you heard at the top of the show, we're going to be talking about technology and what's going on at CES. Well, let's get straight into it. I told you at the beginning, we're talking about CES 2024. It kicked off yesterday in Las Vegas. And I believe there were some interesting information coming out that might apply to maybe some agendas into the future. I like to pay attention to these type of uh, announcements because oftentimes it can point to where things are headed into the future. Now, there are the more interesting things that are kind of fun, like Hyundai, who has the Supernal SA2, they announced is their first flying car. And it can travel up to 120 miles per hour. And what's even more impressive is it's as quiet as running your dishwasher. That's right. These turboprop fan blades that they put on run extremely quietly. So that way you can take off and land in your neighborhood with ease. It has a vertical takeoff and then the propellers can tilt on uh, eight different props that it has, has them in the back and across the front in order to be able to get you to cruising speed rather quickly. The first thought that I had when I saw this from Hyundai is it doesn't really look like a air, um, car. It looks more like an airplane. Now it is an electric airplane that should get you somewhere between 25 to 40 miles at a time. Uh, there's going to be more details that are coming out about this vehicle, but it is meant for daylight operating. Uh, they have kind of got this down right now. So if you were to uh, fly a helicopter, it would basically be very similar to the cockpit design of a helicopter and being able to see for safety purposes and everything else. What I believe is this thing is going to fly much like a drone flies. Uh, 
there's going to be a, a lot of automation in this. This is not going to be relying on user input from what it looks like from the screens the way that you would expect. It does have a basic joystick, has some basic buttons. In fact, there's about eight different knobs to turn on. It looks like there's a hazard button and a, a turn on button. And then after that, it's just kind of a little joystick in the center that will allow you to have your normal flight. Very, very interesting because this thing is actually supposedly going to be reasonably priced at about $120,000. That's what they're aiming for from what I read. Now, when I say reasonably priced, when you think about it, the top end Tesla at this point, one of their roadsters is going to be close to that price. Uh, another company called Helix is showing one at $190,000 for a single seat. This thing is a four seater. So maybe we're entering the time of flying vehicles finally after my generation watched the Jetsons for years, wondering when we were going to have those electric vehicles getting us to and from work. I love that sound. That was like my favorite thing about the Jetsons was that sound. And then the fact you could get up in the morning and it would just, you know, dry his hair, wash his hair. He could get a shower. He'd get his capsule of food. Maybe that's not too far away in the distant future, if you know what I mean. Anyway, so why am I starting off with flying vehicles? Well, I'm telling you, it's going to be mostly automated. And that seems to be the first day of CES 2024. It's about the automation technology and artificial intelligence and what is being built around us as far as an infrastructure. And my, oh my, they are far more advanced with some of this than I ever believed we would be. Why am I saying that that's the case? Well, you can now get a, uh, a Weber uh, grill that is a smart grill so you can sear your meats and smoke your meats with Wi-Fi enabled remote monitoring to have that convenience. You're going to be connected. You can talk to Alexa and connect everybody for what type of food that you're making. And that doesn't sound too bad, right? When you first hear it, except that then you get into the vehicles. What were the vehicles uh, starting to be designed with? Well, we have first and foremost, BMW. BMW made an announcement that they were going to be moving over to uh, some AI with Amazon and BMW replacing their driver's manuals. Now, I like having a physical manual in the glove compartment. Should something go wrong, I can find out what's going on with my vehicle. I can see if there was just a user error. Uh, I can find out where certain things are underneath the hood. But I will admit, as I've gotten older, these driver's manuals do seem more simplistic and they have less and less information than they used to have in years previously. And that is a problem, I believe. I would like my driver's manuals to go back to the days where it shows you every little detail as well as the fuses that are used for different parts. We're just not there at this point in time. Well, now they're working towards vehicle-based voice assistance for when you have a problem. I can tell you where I go when I got a problem. I go to YouTube. I look up the video to find out, all right, has somebody already put up the video that tells me exactly how I'm supposed to get this manifold off to replace my headlights or one of those type of things. Anyway, Amazon believes that by partnering with BMW, they stated it was a more natural way of getting to know your new car. Here's the problem with it. 
you got to remember, as these vehicles start to be connected to Amazon and to Google, which I'll get into in a few moments, the big tech companies are going to start knowing everything about you. Now, this is not a scare tactic whatsoever. This is something that doesn't matter if you're a Republican or a Democrat or if you're an independent. You should be paying attention to the complexities that they're putting around your life in order to try to tell you that it's actually more simple. It's not. It's a far more tangled web that we are weaving. You're going to have a voice assistant in your vehicle that will answer your uh, you know, beck and calls on a whim that also is able to track all of your purchase histories? Let's think about that. Where have we heard before that they may want to be able to, and when I say they, I mean government leaders, want to be able to track your purchase histories? Hmm, sounds like central bank digital currency and social credit scores, right? We've talked about this pretty ad nauseum on the show before in the past. The other thing that this sounds a lot alike is the Democrats' plan for Build Back Better, where they want to tax you on how many miles have you driven per year you would pay a mileage tax. Instead of a gas tax, they want to collect off based on miles. Now, right now, when you go to the gas station, depending on what state you live in, there is a gas tax that is supposed to go towards helping to keep up your federal roads as well as part of your taxes that you're paying in the different parts of your state is going to maintain those. Well, the Biden administration realized they had a problem, and rightfully so. They had a problem because electric vehicles would start cutting into the profit that they got off of gas tax. And as a result, they wanted it fair and equitable, or so they said. And so they were starting this pilot program here to monitor how many miles people are driving. That is supposed to go back and inform them in order to tell you how much you need to pay at the end of the year for not using gasoline. See, government hates competition. They hate when anyone is in their pocket and they're not going to lose. The problem is this uh, bill that's being introduced would also penalize gas-paying buyers as well. You could get double-dipped on both ends. So now if you have Amazon as an AI voice assistant, knowing all of your purchase histories, having access to your bank accounts, you have BMW where you have AI that's listening and collecting data on your driving habits, as well as answering and learning, because now we know we have language learning models of AI. And so you best believe this will be a learning model that everybody, as they start using it in their vehicle, will be contributing to. They will know your purchase history, your travel history, your mileage history, how long you stay at home, where you live, where you work, who you visit, who your best friends are, where your family members are, as well as when other people come to visit you, that data will be collected and there will be a sophisticated web of both travel and associations that is more powerful than any intelligence agency could ever want. See, we are building this system into the future. Now, not just BMW, but later in the day, Volkswagen stated they had a merge with ChatGPT for its IDA voice assistant, and that it would also start showing up with Mercedes and ChatGPT as well. So I was thinking, all right, so ChatGPT, Volkswagen, Mercedes, Amazon with their AI, they're going to move over to 
the BMWs, everybody's going to pair up with somebody. I know that Tesla at this point in time, I'm sure they have their own things that they're partnering with. But then I saw Google. That's right. The large company, Google, is also partnering, bringing their AI that might be sentient, right? We've talked about that on, on the show before as well. But Google is bringing their AI to a number of brands at this point in time. And so their AI is going into the following list of cars. Honda, Volvo, Polestar, Chevrolet, GMC, Cadillac, and Renault. Nissan, Ford, and Lincoln are getting select models with Google's built-in Google Maps and Assistant and Play Store as well. And then in 2025, at the end, they announced that Porsche is also expecting to get Google as well with their AI and all of their rollouts with Maps. This then means that Google can read your emails, get your shopping history as well, be linked into everywhere that you're going. We have a race right now for all of your biometric data, as well as all of your habits to shape and form your personality into a digital profile. Ladies and gentlemen, there is no opting out. If Sess is telling me anything, it's the fact that all of these auto companies, which let's face it, you're almost all my listeners are relying on an automobile at some point during their day are going to be collecting major information and data about you. But don't be fooled. They've already been doing this. They're now just telling you now it's gotten more sophisticated and you're going to be a willing participant. I would pay additional money right now for somebody to make a dumb car that's fashionable and goes back to being EMP proof or solar flare proof that has none of this GPS technology that I can just carry my phone and just have one company gather my data. And that would be this company that I use as a cell phone, which I'm not saying out loud for my own privacy. I'm not going to say that. Now, it gets even better. And then the television standards, right? Because they got to get into your living room as well. They now have the Echo Show 15 smart display that will support your Fire TV Panasonic models that have Fire TV built in. They're always listening. They're going to be including Plex, Pluto, Sling TV, Stars, and many more. Better go run and get that so you can consume all those things. But now they know what you're doing at any given time on your televisions as well. I miss the days when the most scandalous thing that we learned at says was that it watched our eyeballs as technology watched our eyeballs, as we were looking at advertisements on our phones and it knew exactly what we were looking at, what we were attracted to and would tailor things to it. It seems here in 2024, we forgot that that technology existed just 10 years ago. Now we've just accepted it into our lives because we have forgotten about it. So yes, AI is making a huge influence into our lives for everything we do. But then we get into, can you even believe what you're hearing? Well, I don't believe we can because one of the largest announcements yesterday that came out in the afternoon was that SAG and AFTRA, which is the union that represents all the performers, or most of the performers, struck a deal with an AI voice acting platform so that way actors can license their voice for use in video games. Which means next time you hear one of your favorite actors on a video game or a digital platform, chances are they did not do it live. 
you're listening to something that is a digital voice replica for these companies and game studios to put out there. Now, this is part apparently of the uh, strike negotiations that happened over the last nine months. We don't know right now if the agreement also states that actors' faces as replicas can also be used, or we also don't know if they're going to be able to put in the actor's uh, language from other movies to train it, if they'll have to come and record. They didn't really reveal anything outside of this gives large AAA studios star power now. Look, the, the language models that are going to be used to train these things I know for a fact, you could take 15 seconds of my voice from my show and you can recreate my voice on some of these platforms and make me say whatever you want to say. For all you know, I typed all of this in right now into the show so that way you would hear my voice and it could sound just like this. I'm just messing with you guys. I didn't do that. I'm, I'm actually talking to you right now. I be, You can believe me or can you? All right, Samson, all right. Also, AI for all was their motto when Samson came out at CES. They want to make sure that everybody has connectivity in the age of artificial intelligence. Why? Because, well, we got to have everybody with AI. Everybody needs to be able to plagiarize everybody else. We need AI to write your emails because you're too lazy to do it. We're going to have AI the code for you because you don't want to learn how to do that. And well, as they state, you know the rest. They have a chat bot coming out called Gauss. All right, that came out at CES as well. Uh, they're bringing out new televisions, a new HDMI 2.1 soundbar. We got new uh, OLED panels that are coming out as well. Tons of little things there. Uh, it got very interesting. So yes, the first part of CES, it's all about artificial intelligence and you opting in to a fake world that is tailored to you because that's exactly what you want. You want to have authentic communications with something that's fake. Well, maybe you don't want to, but there's a story that came out that was shared with me by one of my friends that there apparently is a thirst trap uh, when I refer to a thirst trap, I'm referring to an a internet webcam model, like an OnlyFans type of person. I don't really know who this person is. I, I looked at her photo and I was like, oh, okay, well, she's pretty. A lot of makeup, though. I don't know if she's actually pretty in real life. Uh, but the, her name is Amaranth or Amaranth. I don't know if I'm saying that right whatsoever. But Amaranth's real name, I believe, is Caitlin Siragusa from what I found. And she's known as a webcam model and internet celebrity. Now, why would I be talking about this on my show? Well, because she has licensed her image and her voice, apparently, to a chat bot. Not just a chat bot, but she only advertised this on her social media platform on X. And she made over $32,000 in the first 24 hours hours. Holy crap. What is going on that somebody now can put in a chat bot and become filthy, filthy rich. Apparently this woman is from January 1st, 2020 to January 3rd, 2024, the top 0.01% of all creators. That is correct. All creators. 
has grossed $57 million, $58,995.18. Ladies, I don't want to hear anything about how hard you have it because apparently all you have to do is show off your breast, put on makeup and look fake, and hire AI and a chatbot in order to make you money. In January alone, she's made $127,000.16, according to the statement that she publicly has put out there for people to read. So AI now is keeping people that are lonely, more lonely, they just feel like they have an illusion of people that care. Amaranth is there for you. <laughs> I'm going to create a chat bot of me. All right. You're, I'm going to pay you to listen to me <laughs> because God knows I'm not making that type of money. I, no one wants to see me shirtless. I'm a, a almost 45 year old man. My birthday's coming up in a few weeks. Um, that would just not be what you want to see. So that is the first part of CES coverage here. Second part of CES coverage. It also links the AI. A first-of-its-kind application, they state, in AI and computer vision technology allows for you to shop at a local club known as Sam's Club, which is also part of Walmart, and you just walk out with your goods. You scan it while you're shopping with your smartphone, you pay for it at the same time, you walk out, no one's got to check your receipt. Now, BJ's Club has had this technology for some time. How do I know that? because you could get like 20 items from BJ's, scan it, pay for it, and walk out the store just showing them your receipt. And what they would do is they would scan five or six of those items just to show that they checked that you got what you said that you got and then send you on your way to your car. Well, you no longer have to do that. Sam's Club, you just walk through this little uh, rectangular device that's going to scan you and your cart with a camera and a biometric device. And it reads everything that's in your cart, which tells me that that means that Sam's Club is having the manufacturers, people like uh, Kellogg's, Lay's, Hers, whatever's being sold in that store, they're having them embed some type of chip into the chips, quite literally, but into the bag is what I'm getting at. There's got to be some type of NF... Uh, C type of chip inside there that is giving a biometric signal and at a way that they said you can take a hundred items, put them in your cart and walk through and it will know all 100 items. This is scary artificial intelligence as well because this computer vision technology that's eliminating you having the wait to have everything looked at to make sure where else is this going to be used to know what's on your person at all times? I bring this up because I was in Aruba a few years ago. And when we got home, my daughter had bought a shirt and I looked on the inside of the shirt and on the inside looked like a tracking device that was hidden in between two different layers. And I ripped it off and I said to her, I said, look, I'm like, this could be a tracking device for the stores to make sure that if somebody was leaving the store, that it would go off as a sensor and they disabled it when you purchased it. Or it could be that the clothing brand that you purchased would like to track where their clothes have went, which I then researched further about the brand that she was looking at. And it looks like the person who created it, that's exactly what they were doing. 
They were putting these uh, sensors into the clothing because they could be scanned as you walked through different places with Wi-Fi and they knew where all of their purchases were going throughout the world. Hmm. Why did I rip that out of my daughter's clothing and now I'm much more conscientious about this? Because what else would you want to track people with? Well, maybe human trafficking as well. You'd want to know exactly where your traffic is heading. So that way you can find people. So please be careful about this technology that Sam's Club and all these companies are starting to put into their products. Yes, we are getting convenience, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to the grocery stores and everywhere else. And you can just put your hand down and get your biometrics and you don't have to worry about ever dealing with a cashier ever again. But at what cost are you giving that up? Well, the cost that you're giving is, well, you're giving your one-of-a-kind biometrics to a company to do whatever the hell they want to do with it. Or in the case of Sam's Club, you're taking out product that they know exactly when you get to your home as well on your Wi-Fi router, which can be read by that as well, and know when you're almost out of a product at this point in time. So that way they can recommend to you on Amazon and through AI, make sure you get this delivered to your house. Do you see where this is going in the name of convenience? You're losing all of your privacy. You know, I've talked before on the show about needing some type of digital bill of rights knowing what you're opting into without opting into it for the basic necessities of having a shopping experience here in 2024. Sam's Club is also part of Walmart. Now, I can't really share too much about all of what I know about Walmart, and I, I wish that I could. Um, but <laughs> someday, you know what? Join my Patreon and become a subscriber to there, and I will share a little bit more details. Why? Because I just don't want to broadcast this on a network and possibly cost people jobs. Um, but if you're a subscriber, I'll put it out there and give you a little bit more details. But this is what I will tell you. Walmart has a more sophisticated security system than most of the NSA, FBI, and CIA. Let me repeat that again. Walmart has a more robust security system than most of the alphabet agencies. In fact, they know when you walk into a Walmart what credit cards you have inside your wallet. They know which one you prefer to pay with, what type of debit card, where you do your banking. Not only that, but if you've ever purchased something at a Walmart and had your face scanned, when you walk into the store, it immediately comes up on their computer in the back room that Greg Bolden is in the store. And as you're going through the aisles, they know exactly what aisles you're shopping in. You are being monitored at all times at Walmart through camera experiences, NFTs, as well as their digital fingerprints that they're putting all over you that you have no idea that you're putting on you when you agree to walk into their stores. Now, I've never shopped at a Sam's Club before, but because I've been told what I've been told by Walmart employees about the back systems, the people that are at the highest levels of that company have shared this with me, then I also know that Sam's Club likely has the same exact technology, and that's how they're getting to the scan-and-go shopping experience that they're launching at CES 2024, telling everybody how great it is. Right, so that is something that is concerning to me. AI, 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 and more AI. Now there is something else that's coming out that got announced at CES that is not scaring me nearly as much. There's a new uh, company that announced the Delta Pro Ultra from EchoFlow. The Delta Pro Ultra is a hardware, smart hybrid, house battery, 
generator and backup. This is different than the solar wall that Tesla has. You can generate electricity from your electric company stored in your battery for a bad day. And then you can scale this battery to larger and larger scale in order to power your entire home, part of your home, maybe you just want your refrigerator. You can go from 25 kilowatt hours all the way up to 90 kilowatt hours. To give you an idea, the average home uses about 30 kilowatt hours of energy per day, all right, per day. So at 90 kilowatt hours, you should get three complete days of electricity. What's really cool about this thing is if you have solar panels, it will also charge off your solar panels. So that way, when the power goes out, you can use that. Or you could charge off your solar panels. Then during the nighttime, when you would normally flip back to the electric company, you can use the power that was excess generated before having to use it and basically run your home while getting paid to do so. This is actually a, a cool extra little gadget to add to your home. Uh, they say that it is very quiet as well. Uh, it runs extremely well and it costs for the first month, the inverter and battery, $5,000. While the Smart Home Panel 2 that they have, you can buy separately, is an additional 1,600. But if you act now up until February 9th, they're going to allow you to purchase it for $5,799 altogether. What an absolute savings. I'm being sarcastic right now as we're going through it. But if you need that type of battery, I thought that that was something interesting that they put out there as well. Uh, there is going to be lots of great coverage on CES throughout the week as I see things. I will be sure to update them. I have one other thing that I thought was really cool. This thing comes from my friend, Trisha Hirschberger. Trisha and I know each other way back from college. She's actually out covering CES. All the things that I'm not talking about, she's talking about. So I highly recommend you look her up. Um, but she was ch trying on these glasses on her social media and her Facebook, her personal Facebook. And I saw this and this was pretty cool. It's the Vixian 01 glasses. It reduces eye strain by doing the focusing for you. Right, let me repeat that again. It's an autofocus eyewear. Now, I think that that could be harmful, actually, to the average human being. You don't want to use something like this. I don't believe if you don't need glasses because your eye is a muscle as well. The contraction process is very important. And so if all of a sudden we're automating that with glass around us, we're going to teach our eyes not to do what they're supposed to do. And we're going to cause ourselves major vision problems in the process. That stated, this type of technology could be phenomenal for those people that have gotten old and no longer can focus their eyes during different parts of a day because the muscles are no longer functioning. This can restore a level of quality of sight to individuals that could really use it. So if you're looking at this device going, oh, gee, I'm like 30 years old, 40 years old, 50 years old. I'm going to get these to reduce my eye string. I, I highly would recommend not doing so. You're going to cause yourself more problems than anything. But if you're somebody that has a vision problem that's gotten elderly and you're looking for something that's better than glasses, this may be 
at $690, something that could be very, very uh, fundamental to your life. I, I, I would state this is a futuristic look at where we could go with adaptive learning, monitoring the eyes and making things that are valuable to the human experience. I thought this was very, very cool when I was watching it. Uh, so, and Trisha does great work on what she's doing as well. Now, what are some of the keynotes that you can expect to hear as you tune in? Well, on Tuesday, they had uh, a keynote about the state of the industry from L'Oreal, the beauty agency, the president, Gary Shapiro from the Consumer Technology Association, and the uh, vice president, Kinsey Fabrizio, as well. The keynote conversations were everybody from Snapchat, MediaLink, uh, CNBC, uh, the chief marketing officer from Autodesk, Northwestern Mutual, and McDonald's. McDonald's was speaking. They had the Walmart keynote, which is where I brought you that information from Sam's Club. Doug McMillan spoke, but had another person come out talking about the technology that was bringing in the next generation of retail. Please don't sleep on the information I'm giving you about Walmart. I'm, I'm sharing something about Walmart that I believe most of my listeners have no idea about. I, none of what I told you is overstated or made up in any way, shape, or form. You have no idea. If you walk and shop in a Walmart, they know who you are when you walk in. I, I, I'm just going to reiterate that one last time. But yeah, Doug McMillan, he's, he's revealing a little bit about this AI. Finally, the people, so they, they understand what's all going. Intel also did something about the silicone software and making AI more powerful for the modern economy. Let me re repeat that just a quick moment because we talk about central bank digital currencies. The Intel CEO, Patch Gelsinger, spoke on Tuesday night about the critical role that the chips, the silicone and software are going to play in making artificial intelligence enable the modern economy with powerful computing. That's right, because they know that the whole cryptocurrency, digital blockchain, central bank digital currency is coming and until they are on board with all of it, which raised my mind just a little bit, the ire of my eye, as I saw later Patrick Gelsinger from Intel also spoke with Gail Bordeaux from Elevance Health and Dr. Peter Lee, the Vice President of Research and Incubations from Microsoft. Why is Intel really concerned about the modern economy, central bank digital currency, your health, and incubations with Microsoft? Hmm. I'll allow you to do the critical thinking on that and take off your conspiracy theory ad and just trust your gut on that one. Now, on today, Wednesday, Qualcomm is going to be having something, uh, talking with Fox Business, Bloomberg, and the NASDAQ. Best Buy is doing a keynote. If you know, I'm a, I boycott Best Buy. Uh, Best Buy can kiss my rear end. I'm not going to ever shop there again, but we're going to hear from Best Buy that day. And I'll probably check to see if they got AI as well, what's going on with them. And then we also have a ton of different people speaking at CES. We also have people from the World Economic Forum tied to this, and I'll cover that a little later this week. 
because I think that's interesting to see how that all ties into our technology and what's going on. You can check all this out at cess.tech. You can check out what they have about the topics. You can find out more about the sessions and events. I'll spoil some things for you. When you go on, they have an entire section, just the 5G, artificial intelligence, augmented reality, virtual reality, cryptocurrency, right? Digital health. That's all in there. Fitness and wearables. Oh, that's the other thing. What's with these wearables? I'm in shopping during the, the holiday season. Christmas was upon us, and I saw this ring that takes your biometric data for women to know when they're fertile and when they're not fertile. Talk about biometrics. It also had pulse. It was going to be able to take your temperature as well. <laughs> Everything is being gathered and collected. And then the big thing that they're talking about during CES, smart cities. Because as they're collecting all this data, they want to know how well you live within one of these smart cities where everybody lives within a 15-mile square radius stacked upon one another. Now, before I leave you with a final thought of today's show here, I want to tell you one other thing that happened yesterday. The U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission at SEC Gov, their Twitter page, they compromised and well, their page, they state, was compromised. An unauthorized post was posted. The SEC, they state, had not approved the listing and trading of spot Bitcoin exchange traded products. But when U.S. Securities Exchange Commissions did announce it by accident, whether it was by accident or compromised, Bitcoin rose the $48,000 immediately off that speculation. Now, let's tell us that central bank digital currency is coming without actually telling us. So my final thought for today is this, bold Americans. We are at the cusp right now of artificial intelligence gathering everything about you to the point that it knows you better than your own psychological self knows yourself. I don't know how you opt out of this other than we find dumber technology to work with. I'm at a loss, but if you have ideas, I'd like to hear about them. I have a Patreon that you become a member and contact me directly. It's patreon.com backslash America Emboldened. I also have uh, subscribers over there as well where you get exclusive content for my show as well. And I want to thank Mackenzie for being my latest subscriber this week. Thank you, Mackenzie, for joining the Bold American family. And right now you guys are founding members as well as you are launching as I just launched the Patreon and I'm building it as I go right now. So head on over to there and help support. You've been listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden. Be bold, America. Uh -huh.